the Snake Pit. Welcome to the Square. We've got in the house. We're we're talking about, uh, amongst other things, the elections that happened this past week. We're chopping it up, of course, with Bree, Snake, Diamond Jim, and special guest. Uh, get him his. What do you give people, Jim, who've gotten? I, I don't know. A smoking jacket is that what yeah, we said? For we, we we usually say the smoking jacket, but uh, I think it's something nicer now. Some hams, some uh, meats. I'll, I'll take a smoking jacket. Yeah, okay. I, I would like that. I might have a T-shirt. <laughs> I'll take the ham then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go with the ham. Yeah. Was... The investigative post, Jeff Kelly. Jeff, what's up? Hey, how's it going, fellas? We're glad to have you. We're glad to be here. And uh, yeah, little a uh, couple little elections happened this week, Jim. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a local cycle, uh, so you know, not the most exciting cycle for the average voter. Very exciting for the people in this room, but like, you know, if if, if, if and if, for the, and for those who are running for yeah, yeah those, those who those who are running for election, uh, um, you know, like if you're my like uncle out in Lancaster, he probably didn't vote because he's like, well, there's no election this year, there's no president. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, what I like to refer to is like the blue chew for nerds. Mm-hmm. Things like the cheek to walk supervisors race. Um, you know, they really do it for us. But yes, let let all right. Let's start with the big one, and the big one being the highest office that was up for election, which was the county executive, incumbent Mark Poland, cars Jeff Kelly. He brought it home. Yeah, I mean, it was a landslide. There, there was. Uh, I mean. There's not a lot that needs to be said about Chrissy Casilio as a candidate, yeah. uh, uh, except to say, like, you know, if you there, there was never much chance that she was going to bring it as close as Lynn Dixon did, yeah. because, yeah. you know, she had no crossover appeal as Lynn Dixon did. She has no particular name recognition. Previous to this, her father has some name recognition, but it doesn't really translate. But but, but that's I, I actually said last week that her father would have been a better candidate than her. Absolutely. But, he, you know. But he was too smart to do it. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it's, right. I don't. I don't want to get embarrassed in public. You, my daughter, go out in front of the public and get embarrassed. And also, there was no way, you know. So, so Lynn Dixon's hometown advantage was Hamburg, where there's a lot of Democrats mm-hmm. that she could appeal to and take away from Mark Polencar's. Chrissy Casilio's, you know, she's from Clarence, right. like where everyone is going to vote for her or whoever had the Republican line anyway. Right, and, and also like you know. There was no real elections in, in Clarence. Clarence is a town that the ECDC and the Democrats sit out. Like, you know, Republicans don't run anybody in the city of Buffalo or city of Lackawanna. Right. Uh, after this year, I don't know that they're going to be running a lot of people on Amherst. Um, Probably not. Uh, but, you know, like, you know, ECDC on the, uh, the conversely, like in the second, third ring suburbs or further out, you know, they don't run anybody in, in Clarence or Newstead or uh, Marilla, you know, those towns. Oh, they, they do along the coast, which is interesting because, like, you know, like Brant and Evans get competitive races sure yeah 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 so i mean i mean it was kind of a foregone conclusion and it's and it almost seemed like a campaign designed just to like to like take shots at pulling cars to try to weaken him to try to damage his reputation more than to promote a candidate or to try to achieve a victory i mean there were a lot of attack ads that i saw where she she didn't even mention her own name you know she didn't say vote for casilio it just said Mark Poland car sucks. I mean, she did do about the same, a little bit better than Ray Walter, which is insane. He was a sitting assembly member. I mean, and he was roundly punished by the New York State Republican Committee by becoming a state Supreme Court judge after that <laughs> loss. <laughs> right. 
You, you raise a good question, though. Like, look, we, we, everybody in this room, and, and probably most of you listening, knew that uh, Chrissy Kaboom what, was not going to be the one to unseat Mark Polonkars, right? You're all too smart for that. We're, we're too smart for that. We knew that. But there, she knew that, too. She knew that, too. Right. Okay, so Chrissy, Chrissy, there's Kassos. two things she knows. So she, she's not going to be county executive, and Damar Hamlin died and was replaced by a body double. Those are the two <laughs> things that she is certain of. All right, so she knew going into this, it wasn't going to happen. What does she? What do you guys think she's going to get for being the good soldier, or, if anything? I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, the assembly seats are pretty tied up. Yeah, I was just, I was just trying to think of what is there. She's not an attorney. She's, she's not an attorney, so she can't be a judge. There's no judgeship for her. Uh, you know, maybe she ends up as a staffer for somebody, but I mean, that was, you know, that that, that seems like a, a pretty that's downgrade a, that's, from that's just a, being independently wealthy. That's a step down <laughs> from from serving the family empire. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe she moves to some some more local race, or maybe this was just a service she provided, and that's it. I mean, I think the real thing is that you know she talked about she had a has her own communications PR company. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the Claudia Tenney's and Nick Langworthy's of the area hire that organization for, like, their races next year. Yeah, maybe there's some compensation that way. And maybe she's just, maybe her, her next step is that she is going to succeed her father, right. who has been long involved in Clarence uh, town government. And and so maybe, that, maybe he's going to... St- step back and and she's going to take his yeah. place. I mean, she's not in the same position as Lynn Dixon where Lynn Dixon needed a job afterwards. <laughs> right. And so like they, so they had to find a job for Lynn Dixon. Right. Yeah, it just you know, we we talk here like look, we take our shots at Jeremy Zellner and and gladly so, of course, at least at my end anyway. But fair is fair. Mike Crocker, um I know the guy. I also know that the Republican Party if the best you have to offer your county executive candidate is, hey, you can promote your business in the future. Um, not, not so healthy. Well, I mean, like we've talked about, before, like the Erie County Republican Committee coming into this year really had no money left. They spent it all on Nick Langworthy last year. Yeah, it's uh, a so, rebuilding year. Yeah, so they, they needed somebody who basically, like, they didn't care if they lost, and also, like, that person didn't care if they lost, because, like, you don't want to run somebody who you think has a, limit cha- a legitimate chance you don't have the funding to support them, and now you've ruined their career because they lost openly, and you and you did the best you could with limited funds, right? You're not going to run. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who the Republicans <laughs> have on their bench. I mean, but like, you know, I, mean, I mean, Patrick Casillo is a good example of that, right? Like, sure, like, maybe. It, 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 he like he was not going to take it because he knew that the the Erie County Republican Committee wasn't in a position to actually make a good run at the county executive's race this year. And he would have to put a lot of his own money into it just so he wouldn't lose face and be embarrassed in public, right? You know, or maybe like, you know, West Seneca's going very red. Maybe somebody from West Seneca could have had a more legitimate chance running um, for county executive, but they would have to have uh, party support. None of the people out in West Seneca who are holding office are independently wealthy. Right, right. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, as I say, it was kind of a rebuilding year for the Republicans anyway. Yeah. I mean, and also they're having some infighting going on. The Repo- you know, yeah. as evidenced by the you know Lindsey Larigo primary, and then you know John Mills, you know, won re-election to County Ledge, but didn't get the conservative line, and the conservative took like you know, 32, 33 percent of the vote, which he can't be very happy about. 
And Mitch Martin, did you hear? So Mitch Martin has said that he's going to run against Dave DPH, or or at least he said he's going to yeah. run for assembly. Maybe he's going to make DPH and disappear. Well, and also Mike Madigan lost in, in Grand Island yeah. as the endorsed Republican yes. uh, to the conservative, who was endorsed by our friend Nate McMurray. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your friend Nate but, McMurray. But it also, Zellner and ECDC claimed that as a victory, uh, Mike Madigan losing in, in Grand Island. Sure, why Might not? Might as well. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, well. I, mean I, I mean, I think it's a victory for the people at large, Mike Madigan losing, but like, I don't, I don't know that I would be like, yeah, he lost to just somebody running on just the C line. Like, didn't want or take the Democrat line, thought it would hurt them. Yeah, maybe he's right. Yeah. I don't know, but I wouldn't claim that as any kind of, <laughs> I would say a candidate who won't take your line winning <laughs> is not a victory you should claim. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, winning the county executive race wasn't a foregone conclusion, but it was it was pretty easy to like. Oh, okay, well, this is going to happen. I mean, and that's you even saw that with the way Poland cars uh, approached some of his endorsement meetings. I heard he he pretty had a pretty rough one with uh, Buffalo Teacher Federation, who didn't endorse him, huh? Uh, and that that he didn't have the most congenial one there. So I mean, I, who knows? You know, I mean, how and you know, he didn't get necessarily all the the endorsements that he rolled up in the past. And I I wonder if some of it was just like I don't need you, right, right. And mm-hmm. and I mean, he's publicly said that this is his last term, which I mean, I guess is like, how can you long can you be county executive? The mayor says forever. <laughs> yeah, how long do you want to be county executive? Right. But the, again, the mayor says forever. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, that raises an interesting question, right? Because all right, so Mark Poland cars um, dominant in this one, obviously, but I mean, it, it it's worth mentioning because. Yeah, this is probably going to be his last tenure as county executive. We've we've talked before about the political prospects of Mark Polonkars. We're not quite sure this might be the end of the road politically for him. I mean, you know, unlike some of these other people, he has like old, like marketable skills. He used to work work in the private sector. Uh, he, yeah, he used to make money. Right. And he, and yeah. he, might, he might want to make money again. Right. I mean, you know, he you know what he's a he's a CPA. I think does he have a law degree? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like. You know, he he can do stuff. You know, he's not like Lynn Dixon. <laughs> are you? Oh. Why, I mean, are Lynn... you casting aspersions on journalists? <laughs> <That's journalism. laughs> I have skills. Yeah, no, we I, have skills. What you have skills? We, we not all journalists have skills, and not all like, not all attorneys or politicians have skills. Jeff Kelly casting is loud with Lynn Dixon. <laughs> we have skills. <laughs> I stand with Lynn. <laughs> She didn't like it. <laughs> She's moving away. <laughs> Why does this always happen? <laughs> Just inching your bar stool back over. Well, yeah. No, I mean, look, Mark Polonkar's, um, what was it, was his fifth term? Fourth term? Fourth, fourth, fourth term. Fourth, fourth term. Record-setting fourth term. Record-setting fourth term. Uh, he has beaten Chris Collins, which was an upset. Yes. Uh, Ray Walter, which wasn't. Lynn Dixon, which was close, but, like you know, he pulled it out. And then, you know. Obliterated Chrissy Casale this time, and now and now without, I mean, I, I do think it's worth noting. By the way, the level of vitriol that Mark Poloncar's received locally in Erie County, I understand that it was part of a wave of reactionary Republican thought, sentiment, whatever you want to call it. Um, but still, I mean, look, Poloncar's was being harassed at his home at the the skating rink. You had, you had towns uh, saying that they wanted to secede at, from Erie County. Some podcasts call him Mark Hitler. I, <laughs> <laughs> some call him the chairman. And yeah. Some call him Chairman Mark. Yeah, th- those are uh, Jerry Sullivan podcasts, right? <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, there was a reactionary element against Mark Poloncar's, and yet 
whether it was his opponent or whether it was his operation organization or a combination of the two, I mean, dominant, like completely dominant. I mean, the, the good thing is they didn't take it for granted. They did put in work. Seems know? like it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, and, you know, they were out, they're carrying literature, they're making phone calls, they're they doing blitzes. I mean, you know, he didn't just, you know, mail it in, right? Or he, he mailed it out. He, he got, there's, right. there's a lot of mail going out to certain people. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, didn't take it for granted. And also, I think, you know, we talked about last week or the, before the election, we were like, hey, if he doesn't win convincingly, that's embarrassing, Kathy Hochul, like, as somebody who just won election in a heavily Democratic area and didn't win it convincingly. Right. You know, you like, if you're Mark Polencars and, like, you do want to do something related to politics or government after this, you want to be like, hey, remember when I had a weak opponent and I crushed them? As opposed to, remember when I had a weak opponent, Lee Zeldin, and I barely won? Right. Right. So, yeah. So, victory. So, so you're right. It's certainly important to set up a victory, even if it's your ostensibly your last term in this office. Because if he does want to run for, say, Congress mm-hmm. down the road, you, you want to show right. that, how strong you are. Right. You, you want people to be like, well, you're legi- like you have a chance, as opposed to like if if your last couple elections mm-hmm. were losses or unnecessarily close, I, I don't know. I, nobody who's going to line up to support you. Well, we, we go from one election that was like a, barely a contest to another that, and I quote, I, I, I quote. Well, I texted, uh, you know, text with Buffalo Troll as I often do, and we were talking about this election. And I was like, he, you know, Buffalo Troll asked me, is it, like, is, is Brian Noack going to win? I'm like, by the skin of his nuts. And I, <laughs> I sent that on Monday. And yes, he did win by the perhaps the skin of his scrotum, I would say, uh, uh, on, on election tally that was so razor thin, less than 100 votes at the end, right? It was like 60. Well, it's not, it's not the votes counts, counts not over yet, but it's less than 100 right now. Uh, your last day to mail in your absentee ballot is election day. Um, and you have, I think, seven to 10 days for those ballots to get in by mail. I'm sure they're also counting affidavit ballots. And affidavit ballots go through two process. The Board of Elections employees review them. If the Board of Elections employees say, yeah, obviously this is good, they open and account it. Any ones they reject get put off to the side. They don't immediately burn them. Um, they said, and then like a week later, after the, everything else is counted, the two commissioners sit down and say, all right, let's review the affidavit and go, okay, yeah, this one should be counted. You guys open it up and, and, and count the vote. So the voting's not going to be done until, I don't know, probably another like week or so. Yeah, a week or two. Yeah. And, then, and, then the, and then there's the official canvas. Yeah, so like this race and also the Brandt Council race. Right, which was just one vote. Literally just one vote. Um, those trigger the automatic recounts. But then, you know, in New York State, there's an official canvas is done. This is all part of the unofficial canvas. The official canvas is done starting like two weeks after the election where they like, all right, let's double check the machines and make sure that the numbers that came in on election night match the numbers on the machine. It's, it's going to be like mid It's going to be after our Christmas party on December 8th before the uh, Board of Elections certifies the results. But but the, 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 uh, the NOAC campaign has claimed victory. And they should. I mean, they should. you know, it's yeah. it's it's unlikely, especially because like you know, we were talking about less than a hundred votes, but really, there weren't all that many votes cast in Chictawaga. You know, it, that is a enough of a, a margin that's gonna be tough to overcome, uh, as opposed to Brant, where it's one vote. <laughs> right. you, you, you might be able to make that up somewhere. You know, and if this was a larger election, like mayor of Buffalo, county executive, you'd be like, all right, less than a hundred votes. There's a lot of votes out there in the county or in the entire city. Right. Cheektowaga, there's not as many votes. So, like, you know, Brian should feel pretty comfortable at winning. 
I mean, I also think it's remarkable that he did win. I mean, for as much where the Republicans put no effort basically into the county executive's race, they were beating the shit out of Brian Nowak and Cheektowaga. They really were. And actually, you know, on election night, when I walked into the the Dem watch party, you know, I was talking to like the the party's like sort of number crunchers and and stuff, and they they were like shaking their head about Nowak. They're like, we we figure he loses by by one, maybe even two points. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was watching, uh, pulling up the numbers, and you're like, so the board elections now on their site, like, you can see which districts are coming in yeah. if you scan. And I saw that, you know, when it got towards the end, all of South Chictawaga, which is where, like, all the cops live and is the more conservative part, it, it borders West Seneca, all those results were in. There was, like, one district out in Sloan. There were some in Depew, which, you know, we talked to Brian, and he was getting mixed re- numbers out of uh, Depew. But then there was also a bunch in like the Cleve Hill, Maryvale area, which should be just like amazing for him. And, you know, so I, you know, I think, you know, when it came down, like there was like three districts out and I think they were all like Cleve Hill, Maryvale. And when Brian started to realize, I, actually, I think I may have won this. Yeah. But it was also hard to t- tell because you had Republican uh, town board members well, and winning. And so it seemed like, ah, oh, that's not that doesn't bode well. Right. No, I mean, that's, you know, Republicans won that the, they won two of the three seats with the top two votes um, in, for council. I mean, and the Democrat who won, his name is Kaminsky in Cheektowaga, and he's been around for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it, it was, you know, as much as ECDC and headquarters uh, there were saying, oh, what a great night. You know, we, we did very well at the county executor's race. Uh, Amherst is super blue. Tonawanda is very blue. We won both seats in Aurora on the council, even though we didn't run anybody for supervisor, which makes no, but like we won both seats in, in, in the right. council and they're like, Oh, it's, it's a great night. Hamburg shit the bed. Well, Seneca is totally red now. Yeah. Cheek to Waga, you know, Brian Nowak, it, anybody, I, I think really literally, literally anybody else had to run that race against Jasinski as bad a candidate as Jasinski was where they beat the shit out of him. I think would have lost. Yeah. You know, Brian mostly won because he, he does the work. You know, he got over 500 signatures himself for his petition. Herculean effort. Right. I mean, you know, I, last I saw, he knocked on like 6,000 doors himself. Mm-hmm. Right. We're out a pair of shoes in like two months. Yeah. And I he mean, needed each and every one of those doors. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, he did all this while being married with a, a child and working full time. I think another child on another the way. Another child right? on the way, yeah. Uh, Jeff, put this in because a lot of... Uh, listeners or those simpatico with with Brian perhaps may have been disappointed even a mere few months ago to see, you know, shall we say left of center candidates um, all all pretty whiff here in the city of Buffalo. I know these are different races. I know different contexts, but just generalize a little bit if if you could. Um, Whereas Brian Nowak, I mean, look, Founding member of DSA Buffalo and winning an executive position, not not a legislative position. Yes, like, that's a, for a DSA guy. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah, around here or in New York State. For that right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You know, like you know, in, in your like we we talk about like there's a lot of DSA members who are members of the state senate or state assembly, but executive positions really don't happen. Yeah, and and I mean it's it's really because I think so so Noak is that right he. We all know his story, how he comes into politics, uh, you know, as a as an organizer for Bernie's campaign for president. And then he he does what a lot of folks say, well, this is what we should do in the wake of of Bernie, the failure of Bernie to be nominated or elected president is we should start 
we should look at local races. And he does that successfully. And he's he's just this sort of hardworking Chiktawaga guy. And so the notion of that 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 word socialist kind of drops away. Mm-hmm. If if you if you are in fact like taking care of like what's going on with your town DPW mm-hmm. and if you're answering if you're doing constituent services then maybe nobody really cares. Right. I mean, cuz if, if you how you how you think government should should right. work and He he never runs away from that that word. No. But you know, he's just like well, I'll just I just do the work. I mean, I, I think it you know, it's a good example for, you know. But he also doesn't run toward it either, by the way. He doesn't I mean, he doesn't run away from it, but he doesn't make it like a hallmark of, or at least this cycle has not made it a hallmark of his campaign. No, no, I mean, he's not it, representing anything. No, right? Uh, you know, he, he's he's representing like you know because I think part of this is like you know we've talked to him. And his view on like you know being a democratic socialist is like, like well, what are the issues that you, if you're going to work on it that you can actually impact people's lives? Talk about those. Talk about the issues that you're going to do. Things are going to impact people's lives. How you can help them. And like, and like, if they ask you, are you like, yeah, you can be like, yeah, this is democratic social. Like, this is how you make people's lives better, you know? But like, yeah, I I don't think you look, uh, Republicans also don't run on the, like, you know, like we are anti-abortion and we, we hate, you know, the queer community. Like, yes, they, maybe they do, but they don't run towards it. Not in Erie County, at least or not, or not like large races, you know, like they, they have it out there, but they don't, they, they hope you don't bring it up. Which I think the New York State Democratic Committee, like I mentioned, rather than send out fucking mailers telling people that they should be shamed into voting because their voting record is God, their, those are horrible. The grade is low. <laughs> <laughs> you should be like, by the way, just in case you forgot, this is what the Republican Party stands for. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, you know, I think Brian is a good example of like you know, talk about like leftists in the city who, you know, Jeremy Zellner says I get to ignore them because they they aren't active in the committee. Well, Brian, you know, he's he ran for council first time six years ago, but he joined the committee like eight years ago, and he's been building up himself and getting more like-minded people on the committee in Chicktawaga. Yeah, look at his campaign team. His campaign team is like those are those are headquarters people. Yeah, you know, and that that's because he has integrated himself into that. Right, and and, he, and obviously he needed it. You know, yeah, but he but he he got the he got the endorsement. You know, and it wasn't he was the endorsed Democrat. It wasn't from ECDC. It was from the town of Chictawaga. And that's where most of these endorsements come from, is from small organiz- smaller groups. Like, you don't get ECDC's endorsement to run for city council. You get your council district's endorsement. You don't get ECDC's endorsement to run for county ledge. You get that district's endorsement, right? And so, like, you know, and Brian, I think, realized, like, hey. Man, the Chictawaga town Democrats, that's a mess. Well, uh, yes, I mean, but it, it's been a mess going all the way back to like Frank Max for like the last twenty years. Who, by the way, called me last week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Did he I need was, a reference? I, no, he's he, apparently he's dipping his hand back in. He's, oh. yeah. He's like, he, he's like, I Jeff, it's a mess out here. <laughs> but ever since I got sick, but I'm better now. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, so that I think that's the thing that like people I. If you if you want to get arrested, if you want to make change, like you could realize is like, look, yeah, dominating the county committee is a daunting thing and, and probably impossible for any one group. Like you know, we talk about all the time with ECDC, it is not one group that dominates ECDC. It is like eight different factions who have a tenuous truce right now. Yeah, you know, and you know, I mean, it wasn't all that long ago, you know, pre Lenahan, where they were openly fighting all the time. Right, 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 right. And and, and look, look, look. I know there's a contingent of people and, and some of whom listen to our podcast and some of whom are even part of our discord who contribute and, and God love you. And we appreciate it. Um, but there's a lot of conspiracy minded thought 
that ECDC is out to get, you know, my favorite candidate. They're, they, they hate the socialist left. They just, you know, they want to persecute us and put us on the cross. And they, they don't want us to win and they don't want us to succeed. And the truth is, do you think they're really all that smart to be able to do that? <laughs> like, do you really think they have that kind of fucking, like, foresight to do that? But also, like, they talk about, like, you know, getting into the more, you know, granular, like, minute level. Like, you know, all right, I live, you know, say you live, all right, I live in, you know, the North District of Buffalo, and I'm disappointed that Joe Golombic got the endorsement on one re-election. Okay. Well, it really doesn't take all that many people to cause problems in North District. Right. If, if you if you want to get on the committee and force them to give different endorsements. And if you start if Joe Golombic starts just to worry about getting if he's gonna get the endorsement or not, you know what? His policies change. That's a good way to affect policy change. If you yeah, if you if you organize and win a slate of committeemen in, in the North District, Joe Golombic is gonna start talking to you and listening to your concerns and right. probably representing them in council. Right. Yeah. He, he's gonna be super friendly to you. Right. Or or, <laughs> or as example, like, you know. After a long time of being dominated by Republicans and the Democrats being in disarray, as I mentioned earlier, Aurora elected two Democratic councilmen. One was a re-election, but one was a seat that they flipped. And you know, the town of Aurora, sure, the demographics are changing there a little bit. But yeah. it, uh, but it mean there it doesn't that just because the demographics change doesn't mean that you win. You also have to be organized. You have to get people out to vote, especially in a suburb like that. So I grew up in East Aurora in a Republican family, and I'm still astonished at how how many Democrats there are now in the village. Right. You know? But it's, it's, the village is enough to carry the town now. Yeah. I mean, and so like Luke Wachensky, uh, you know, who you know, didn't do great in the assembly, but he, when he ran, but, you know, won his council seat last cycle and then coasted to reelection this year. I mean, in, in Aurora. And you're, you, like I said, you see that in Amherst as well, right? Like, you know, they really built up. Amherst forever was like the, the main focus of the Republican Party. Like, if you wanted to be anybody in the Republican Party in Erie County, you basically had to live in Amherst or maybe Tonawanda. You know, I mean, you know, Ralph Moore and Bill Paxson and Tom Reynolds built up, like, this Southtown coalition because they were getting so pushed around by Amherst that they had to combine all their forces. And Tom Reynolds was like, yep, we should do that. Also, I'm moving to Amherst. It's a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and look, I, I say my I say my little soliloquy here about, uh, you know, Jeremy Zellner hating the socialist left, because truthfully, I think that there's a lot of latent talent. There's a lot of people who are really hardworking, who could be brought into the party and could be great contributors to what the Democratic Party here in Erie County does. And of course, Brian Nowak is proof positive to me of that. Um, but I also think, too, you know, it goes both ways. I think that, yes, the Democratic Party in this area could do a much better job of bringing in that talent and those hardworking uh, contingent of people who are, are very invested. Maybe they got, um, you know, the fire lit under their butts by the Bernie campaign or, you know, they simply just be more civically minded individuals in the past, I'd say, you know, two, three, four years, whatever it is. But but I I know that. It's so easy to look and be what I like to call what I like to call what what, what the phrase doomer. There yeah. is a the doomer that oh good things can't happen that people of my political mindset can't ever accomplish anything. And yes, it takes an 
a Herculean effort, as you said there, Snake, of a guy like Brian Nowak to succeed in a district like, or in a, in a place like Cheektowaga, where yes, Trump, Trump won, right, in 2020? I don't remember. It, it was very close. 2016. Or, not. or 2016, sorry. Yeah. 2016, not 2020, but Jesus. But, um, it's but, all blur. It really is. But look, like, it took a lot of effort. But at the same time, I, I look at that as like, hey, a guy like Nowak, you, you could throw a lot of things at him that would stick. And yet by dint of his effort and hard work and hitting doors and doing things, he won. Not only that, but he's not jamming sticks in the eye of Jeremy Zellner and the Democratic establishment. Well, I mean, the other thing is that, like, it's, it's actually relatively easy to become influential in a political party because there's nobody doing it. <laughs> but, but they're they're not going to reach out to you. Right. It's, it's like, that's, you know, that's, that's the thing. So no, Noak didn't wait for an invitation. He just started working. Right. He just started doing it, and yeah. he started bringing other people with him. And all of a sudden, they're like, I guess we can't ignore this guy anymore. Have you yeah. seen how many uncontested races were on your ballot this year? Right. Yeah. There's just right. so many, like, where just nobody, like, there's nobody. Like, that's the old Nixon comment, right? Like, how did he get to run after he lost to Kennedy and they got to let, we got to run? He's like, well, there's nobody else involved. There's yeah. nobody else around, but that's so, why like, that's why that's why that's why I personally, I mean, we all have our reasons to shit on Jeremy Zellner here, but that that is personally one of the reasons I do that because I see that there is a person in a position of power who could cultivate a roster of people because there is a lot of talented people in the political establishment. I understand it's very difficult to do that, but also I don't think that guy's got enough brain cells to rub together to have the foresight to recognize you have to cultivate people to run for offices. That's why I think. The Democrats in Syria have dropped the ball in a well, lot of ways. Uh, look, but that's my—that's me editorializing. Well, and, and no party leader anywhere goes out and reaches out to people who aren't wealthy. That's just—I mean, like you know, uh, Mike Crocker and Nick Langworthy before him, and, and uh, what's his name from uh, Sardinia, John Marsh. No, uh, John Marsh was the uh, who was the county chairman before. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, that who got? Uh, uh, it was Domagalski. Domagalski, uh, uh, Langworthy. Um, the guy I can't remember. <laughs> uh, who, who, oh, yeah. Who sucks. Oh, him. <laughs> because he was there for such a short period of time yeah, and, and nothing good happened. Right. And he, and he was basically told, like, hey, everybody who's county chairman, raise your hands. Simmons. So, Carl yeah, Carl Simmons. Yeah. Sorry, Carl. But, like, they don't, they, they're not, like, they're not putting ads in the fucking Lancaster B. Hey, would you like to join our committee? They're like, if you're interested, you find us and you reach out. And if you're not interested, fine, we'll work with what we have. And that's how they do. The one thing I don't like that the, the ECDC really does as far as that is, especially in the city, they don't have regular meetings of their zone committee members, right? In, in a lot of the towns, they meet like monthly or they have the regular meeting. If you're a city committee member, which I was for, I think, six years, um, we met for endorsement votes and that's it. Uh, literally never. And, and you don't cultivate. A, and But part of it is because like, well, we're never going to lose in the city, so we don't need to bring you out. Yeah. Um, and so... It, but like they they don't cultivate a like hey like this is this is what we do like there's no esprit de corps in the city co- committee. Well, I, I guys, I will tell you where there is uh, maybe not esprit de corps, but there's a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz. So all right, we're moving on from old elections, old news. All right, we're we're sleeping on it. It's done. It's dusted. We are looking at the future of New York Twenty Six. We are looking at a new congressperson joining the mix here from Western New York because Brian Higgins, South Buffalo's scion, the son, has decided to, to, to take off his congressman pants and, and put on his uh, chaise director pants. Yeah, He's tired of the game. Yeah. 
He's tired of the vitriol. Mm-hmm. Had enough. He, that, he, that once great institution has fallen. <laughs> Are we talking about so Shays far? or Congress? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say if if there's any place after spending twenty years in Congress that fits, it is running an actual theater. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. I mean, right, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I assume it's going to be all Kabuki from now on. But like, you know. <laughs> do you think he ended his interview for Shays by saying, like, you know, after twenty years of dealing with the clowns in Congress, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, mm-hmm. I'm not so scared of you guys. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yes, Brian Higgins. Uh, you know, stepping down. Moving to Shays, a huge, huge void, to say the least. Well, I mean, it's it it, it, it creates a lot of different smaller empty uh, openings, which is what what makes it so major, right? Is right. when you have a congressional seat open up, suddenly a lot of the names that you know become you know bandied around. There might be a couple of names that we you haven't heard yet, because like you know, Congress is the type of thing where like if you are an independently wealthy person. That does appeal to you, yeah. Like you're like if you're if you're like you know super like super independent wealthy, like you don't give a shit about anything else. You're like, or or like very famous, right? Like you know if you're a, a former Buffalo Bill, for example, right? You don't give a shit about County Ledge. You would never do that. It's like why would you waste your time doing that? No, but what if a but what if a Republican like Thurman Thomas were suddenly interested in running right. for Congress? Although he, I think he switched affiliation, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, he's, I think he switched affiliation because he's been doing stuff for, with for, April for bidding purposes. Uh, may, may, <laughs> may, maybe he also moved into the city. Really? Yeah, he lives on Linwood now. No kidding, I had no idea. Yeah, uh, and, and, he, and he actually lives there. I see him fairly regularly. Huh. Um, I, I, I see his wife fairly regularly, and mm. I take my walk, my dog walking there, and he, he pees on his begonias. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but like no, I mean, but yeah, like you know, there's a, a very like any like former celebrity, like sports celebrity is all we have in Buffalo, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I guess Brian McKnight maybe could run, I suppose. Like, but <laughs> Billy uh, Fickner for Congress. <laughs> I was gonna say Bill Fickner might come back. Right? Yeah, Christine Baranski. You have to actually live here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in Congress, eventually, yeah, yeah, eventually, Congress, you have a year to move into the district. Yeah, um, but uh, so like, this is the type of thing that like entices other people. Um, but like, obviously, the main name that we're gonna hear, but that, yeah, that's uh, the main the main name we're gonna hear right now is Tim Kennedy. Yeah. Oh, Kennedy, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, the little and, jingle, and and you know, with Kennedy, look, he's been in elected office for a, a long time now. Really, comparatively, you know, between County Ledge and uh, state Senate. He's another South Buffalo guy. Uh, South Buffalo likes to hold on to power. Uh, right. It helps that like look, they are South very, Buffalo excellence. That's right. Well, th- they they do have a pretty organized machine and committee down there that they they don't really put up with a lot of fighting. I mean, the two South Buffalo politicians who aren't part of that machine are Mickey Kearns and Pat Burke, and uh, they've had various six levels of success, but they've had to be able to work like totally without their help. And most of South Buffalo, at least the, the political machine and Democrats, would love to see both those guys disappear from the face of the earth. Right. They've tried to make them disappear yeah. from the face of the earth. Yeah. yeah in, fa- in fact, I mean, yeah, it's very disciplined. The person who has most recently bucked it successfully is, in fact, Tim Kennedy. Yeah. Who, mm-hmm. who jumped the line for that state Senate th- seat yeah. that he holds now. Yep. Um, but, you know, as we've talked about multiple times, he has... 
so much money. I mean, it's it's eight nine million dollars in his campaign account now, like some 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 crazy. Which yeah. which of course he can't spend directly on a congressional campaign, but he can use it to make people really friendly right. toward his ambition to yeah, become I a mean, congressman. Yeah, he, he can he can donate to other people who are candidates at the state and local level with impunity. Um, there is uh, no limit or a very high limit for transfers to constituted party committees. So he could give, you know, uh, the state Democratic Party, Democratic Assembly Campaign Committee, Erie County Democratic Committee, much larger amounts than normal. Uh, and so, like, you know, I was thinking about this um, before we recorded. So I was like, oh, you know, there are lots of members of Congress from New York State who have prior been in the state legislature. I, I happen to have the state campaign finance website right at my fingertips. I wonder what they did with their money that they had sitting around while they were running for Congress and afterwards. Um, and Brian Higgins stuff is on there. Higgins didn't really have a lot of money. He did give like $15,000 to uh, ECDC while he was running for Congress against Nancy Naples. Um, he gave some money, mostly as like reimbursements or like office expenses to some of his staff, uh, notably Chuck Eaton. Um, but you know, he didn't he didn't have a lot of money to deal with. Uh, Chris Collins uh, basically spent all of his money losing to Mark Polonkar, so he didn't have any money to really give, but he's independently wealthy, so it didn't matter. Uh, but I, I was looking at Grace Meng out of Queens, uh, who was in the state assembly up until 2012, the 2012 election. And Meng had a fair amount of money in her campaign account. Actually, still has an active campaign, still has over $30,000 in her campaign account, even though that was 12 years ago and she hasn't been in the state anymore. Um, and uh, you know, she won, she won a primary and then she won the general election. The day after, she won on November 6th, 2012. Day, November 7th, she transferred $50,000 to DAC. I am sure that was a, an IOU or a, a promise. During her campaign, you know, because we know, like we talk, we joke all the time about how there's no campaign finance police in New York State. She was regularly paying for campaign staff expense, like payroll, out of her state assembly campaign. I mean, she could probably yeah. try to pretend that they weren't working on her campaign, but like right. you know, it was she was paying you know, you know like ten thousand dollars a month to a couple of different people to work on her campaign, maybe more than ten grand. I, I didn't, I just, I didn't think about this until like fifteen minutes before we recorded. I was like, oh, I, I should look at these people, Jim. Yeah. I don't even think like fucking Grace Meng's family has thought about her as much as you just have. <laughs> <laughs> with, you know, and with Kennedy, so so I mean, it, and there'll probably be some of that. He maybe he'll use it to pay uh, to pay campaign staff. Mm -hmm. Who are ostensibly doing one thing, but right. well, they do another, and and he will spread the money around uh, to to party committees, right. uh, individual candidate committees, individual candidate committees. Every he's got enough. He can he can he can piece off everybody a little bit. But the thing is, he doesn't really need that money uh, because it's going to be the seat is going to be filled by a special election. What he needs is the party designation. Right. And, and, and then it's kind of, and that's kind of it um, until the primaries that follow. Right. Then, then there'll be an open primary, right. Or, or open ish, open ish. <laughs> right. Know. And, and, and we've also talked about like, look, Kennedy, obviously because he's you know, number three in New York state in the Senate and, and raising money has shown an amazing ability to raise money. 
And there is nothing that the DCCC would like more than somebody who could raise a ton of money out of a safe seat in New York State. But who's going to bring money to them instead of asking for money, right. like all these pesky candidates are always doing. Right. You know, Higgins doesn't ask for money, but he doesn't raise enough money to actually help other people either in, in toss-up races. He basically raises enough money to, like, basically keep himself afloat and kind of give a little bit. If he were a D&D player, he, you'd say he min-maxes. He does just enough, right? I, he he's like the the D and D player that you kind of forget about. Like he's like he's there. He hasn't died yet, but like he also doesn't help anybody else. <laughs> yeah, you know? Tim Kennedy is like like he he not only does he min max, but like Tim Kennedy is also like he's also like every single step of the battle in D and D. He's like you should do this here. I can do this to help you. I happen to have this thing. I can give you a gift as. I mean. Tim Kennedy's the like, he'll be able he not only would he have a safe seat in New York, regardless of the redistricting case that's in front of the appeals court right now, yeah. he would have a safe district in West New York. But you know, if he's able to raise that kind of money at a state senate seat, holy shit, can he, like I can't imagine the kind of money he'll be like if right now he, all he's able to is like raise money, but like anybody who does business in New York State as you know, chair of the highways, right? If he's able to raise money like nationwide. And we know he loves raising money, and he's very good at it. This is a guy who, you know, very easily can set himself up for a major leadership position in Congress solely based off of, like, his ability to raise money and then be able to help other people out. Within, like, six years, you could be, like, there could be lots of members of Congress who owe their election because Tim Kennedy was able to raise money and give them money. Yeah, although it'll also be a much different fundraising environment for him once he's in Congress uh, because— He'll be competing with other uh, Congress people but, but, from from New York State, from downstate. He will, but as opposed to them, he'll he also have millions of dollars left in his state campaign account. Right. That he can say like, all right, like, but well, you should give me money at my federal account, and then I can help make things work at the state and local level for you, gentlemen. Yeah. I. I, I have to. I have to. Are you, are you are you tired of us talking about Tim Kennedy? I money? must. I must. I <laughs> there must, are other options. I must interject because you are talking as though Tim Kennedy's election to Congress is a, as they say in you know, uh, a fait accompli. A fait accompli. Yes, yeah, I was yeah, going to say yeah, France. Yeah. I was going to say France. Oh God, help that, me! That, no, that's how they say it in Quebec. They def- <laughs> They say that in Quebec. Listen, everybody's saying Tim Kennedy slotted in, but in fact. It's not quite true just yet because we've got a couple uh, potential challengers in the ring. Oh, first, first some off, some good ones too. Well, break, breaking as of today, uh, erstwhile one-time Democratic primary winner, city of Buffalo uh, mayoral race, India Walton uh, tweeted something to the effect of, "Oh, did not realize that Tim Kennedy's finances, much like you two were discussing just now." Tim Kennedy's finances do not translate one to one from the state to Congress, so she may have a chance. Is what well. I'll, I'll read it. For, yeah. For for the record, for verbatim, Buffalo Troll texted me uh, as we were talking, and in our Discord, of course. Yeah. Uh, from at India Walton Buffalo, I didn't realize Kennedy couldn't take his war chest federal. That changes things. Thinking face emoji, and then somebody. Uh, Respond to her, what do you mean? To which India Walton said, all fundraising starts from zero. I might be able to compete. Shrug emoji. Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, first there's the special election, right. and that's just party designees. The parties choose their candidates. They run probably, let's say it's going to happen in April probably. Right. 
and then and then it, come the June primary, there will be a primary election. And yeah, the for that election, where there's actually money going to be spent, uh, you know, that fundraising ostensibly begins from zero. It helps if you have like a lot of money that you're not supposed to use, but you can use it in clever ways. Right. But yeah, and and there'll probably be other people will come out and try to and enter that primary. India could. I don't. Well, I mean, who knows? Oh. Maybe Byron Brown does. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I I, I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it with with how close Kennedy's gotten to him. Yeah. Over the last you know six or so years. Yeah. No, I I think I think that's not a serious consideration but but like you know i'm usually wrong about such yeah. things let's talk about serious considerations then, <laughs> shall we because yes it you know maybe india walton and it may be byron brown and maybe just just, just maybe oh let's also but yeah. I, I feel oh and who else who else jeff before we get to what i know you're gonna say <laughs> there's, there's also the possibility while we're talking about serious candidates yeah i didn't say that um <laughs> But but somebody like Sean Ryan, for oh, example, yeah. oh, sure. you know he he could decide that that's he want to he wants to throw his hat in the ring, maybe only because Tim Kennedy's in the ring and he's like well, I I belong there too. Right, well, uh, Paul and Cars was in the mix too, right? Paul and Cars, but it's kind of unseemly. He just got elected, right? And you know, and some people care about unseemly things, right? And maybe Mark Polonkar is one of them. But, but speaking I, of unseemly, I'll tell you who doesn't care about if, unseemly. If you wish really hard on a shooting star, uh, you know, it, this is the kind of thing that makes me reconsider ending the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do like special mm, election oh, no, takes on these. No doubt about it. Uh, in the future, because you know, one time Grand Island supervisor, one time, three time failed uh, congressional candidate. That's right. We're back. It's a Nate Watch, Nate McMurray. The entire place is vibrating right now. You feel the electricity in the room, Jeff. Uh, Nate McMurray may throw his hat in the ring. He's been very unclear about his intentions, but he may, just may. I I, I love that he brings this up. He couldn't get enough petitions to run for county executive. Congress, not a problem. He'll be able to do that. No, 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 he, he really didn't try, did he? It's not that he couldn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, you you can't get rejected. Six of one, one half a dozen of the other. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? He, he didn't try. He's a friggin' loser. What do you want me to say? Yeah. I mean, maybe he needs to hire Brian Nowak to right, like, yeah, do all his right. petitions yeah, for him. Maybe. Th- didn't want to is just another kind of couldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. As someone who uh-huh. doesn't want to do anything, like, it's I know a great that point. to be true. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Brian, uh, out, out, you know, on his way out of the the clown show, Brian Higgins said, "Send in the clowns," because this is truly <laughs> right. It's just a menagerie of absolute. Maybe, maybe Brian Higgins' losers. first production at Shays will be "The Day the Clown Cried," starring Nate McMurray. I mean, this is just unreal. Uh, look, th- let me let me start here. Like, Indy Walton, God lover, uh, please do not even throw your name out as even something we should consider for Congress. Like I'll, you know, start starting point there. Um, Also somebody in the way, in the wake of uh, Nate McMurray uh, deciding to throw somebody texted the Buffalo or texted tweeted and the Buffalo DSA responded about Nate McMurray's potential candidacy for Congress. Um, 
you know, will be interesting to see how working families in Buffalo DSA navigate the situation with, of all people, Nate McMurray <laughs> as the progressive spin to which the Buffalo DSA quote tweeted them and said, uh, we can demystify what we'll be doing based on what we have done the past few years. We will only consider uh, candidates for any, any race that uh, they are DSA members willing to run openly as a democratic socialist and three, and they number these and number three, seek and earn our endorsement through a chapter vote. So, Again, no offense to the DSA, Nate McMurray. Well, a little offense to Nate McMurray or India <laughs> Walton. But this isn't your party. Like, this isn't your uh, gala. This isn't your event. Like, nobody's really looking to you for what you have to say in this race. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to take somebody who, besides Tim Kennedy. Like, if it, they want to interrupt Tim Kennedy getting this, it's going to have to take somebody who can just walk in and be like, I know he's got, you know, Nine. Let's let's say round it to ten million dollars in his campaign account, and they're like, "I have that in walking around money." Like that's the only way they could possibly be interrupted is somebody's going to show up and be like, "Yep, I I could do that as well without even blinking." You know, like I don't know who that is around here. I, I mean, is it Powerball? Did somebody win it this week? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and when yeah, and, and somebody who has not just money but name recognition too, right. and who you know. In many ways, like Noack, Tim Kennedy for years has been doing the work. Yeah, at least the political work. You can like you can you can nitpick his his governance, what he what he has what he's accomplished in through through the various offices he's held, but uh, but he's been doing the work. Yeah, and so like that's a hard candidate. He's he's done the work. He's got the connections. He's been building toward this, and and he has the money. Right. So I mean, and, you know, and, how do you how do you interrupt that? Right. I mean, and you, you, you talk about like you know maybe you interrupted on the Republican side, but I don't see that happening. No, either. no. But I mean, like you know, talk about like you know Kim Can- Tim Kennedy coming from like this Democratic group who like you know while they weren't happy that he jumped the line to take the state Senate seat, um, you know that that's been forgotten. Uh, so like he comes from that family and he's you know starting to branch out himself. You know, he, uh, Zanetta is on going to be on the Common Council. Um, you know, he, he's got Shannon Patch up in the town of Tonawanda uh, Council. Yeah. You, know, he, you know, he's starting to branch and have his own people who have branched off of him. Uh, you know, like our NFL head coaching trays. Well, there's a Tim Kennedy branch that's it's starting to emerge. He, he, you know, he made sure that, you know, he gave a max donation to Brian Nowak this year for Brian's uh, supervisor race. He had his staff out in Cheektowaga doing stuff. I mean, he's been essentially openly campaigning for Congress this year. Other than you know, there was no congressional seat open yet. Yeah, um, that you knew of. Well, I mean, I think I think a lot of us knew of it, but like <laughs> it, it wasn't officially open. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, he was ordering off the secret menu at In and Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it was a, it was a pretty poorly kept open secret, but all the same, it was still secret. We did not know if Higgins. There was a lot of you know scuttlebutt around this, but. Uh, Higgins stepping down. It, I mean, it does create a big vacuum. And, and and the truth is, like, okay, let's just slot in Kennedy because I think the other the other people that we mentioned are are not even remotely serious. But let's just say we slot in Tim Kennedy to Congress. Well, I, I was I will say serious in the face of Tim Kennedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I mean, except Nate McMurray. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but like, I, yeah, and I'm still only just really talking about the party designation because right. things can happen in the primary. Well, yeah, because like you know, it, as much as like Tim has all this money and we'll have party designation in a primary, if if all of a sudden like you know if 
Nate McMurray finds it within himself to get signatures done, and and in India runs. Well, then that actually does encourage somebody like Sean Ryan to also get involved because like the more people you get into a primary, the crazier things that things can happen. Yeah. You know sure. that that might encourage somebody like I don't like Howard Johnson to run. You know, yeah. So well, now we're getting crazy. So let's right, talk yeah. about <laughs> let's let's talk about let's, let's let's talk about the other dominoes. Well, okay, so yes, we we know that Tim Kennedy. Let's just say Tim Kennedy is your next congressman in, in New York 26. Somebody's got to fill that state uh, Senate well, seat. Here, well, here, here's the other thing. is Even if he's not the next congressman, because the elections happen at the same time, if, committee is, if Kennedy is committed to running for Congress, he can't run for state Senate and Congress at the same time. It's the same year. So that state Senate seat is going to be an open election then. So like, even if like, – so like, don't worry about whether Kennedy's the member of Congress. If he's running – that's that, that state senate seat is going to be popped open then. So who fills it? Well, now now you start to get to a lot of names. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's Jeff. I think you and I, Jeff. There's there's two we've probably heard the most frequently. Yeah, April Baskin, mm-hmm. uh, the ledge led, chair, the ledge chair, who is who is you know very tight, a darling <laughs> of of uh, ECDC, and. Uh, and also possibly Mitch Nowakowski. Yeah. Taking a taking a page from from Tim Kennedy's book is thinking of just jumping the line. Yeah. And and running and get getting himself out of City Hall. Yeah. Which and, and I think, you know, with And he is also a darling of ECDC. So he, Yeah, he is. Uh, and you know, and I, I think, you know, in Mitch's case, like I think the mayor's office would be very happy to not have Mitch Nowakowski at City Hall. I think they might donate to his campaign. <laughs> yeah. Right? They might <laughs> You know, <laughs> and and you know the other thing is you know April is you know is a darling of ECDC. Uh, you know she's she was helped into her position, um, and you know kind of recruited by like you know the Poland cars and Maria Whites and the Zellners, but she had a, a difficult thing happen this year to her, and that uh, her cousin Cedric Holloway ran for a common council against Crystal People Stokes staff member Lee Halton Pope, which meant that like. April was kind of backed into she had to endorse her cousin. I mean, he's her actual cousin, yeah. uh, which put her again, at odds against uh, the assembly majority leader, who was not happy. That you know, like, like you know, Crystal would have, uh, was essentially like, I know he's your cousin, you shouldn't endorse him anyways. And you know, and and you know, there was also some rumblings about that, like you know, that Howard Johnson wanted that council seat as well. He did, and but you know, he felt like he got elbowed out. Uh, because you know, with April endorsing her cousin, that gave him some legitimacy that maybe Howard could have had that lane to run, um, and so you know, some of the people who may have quickly jumped on to support her in the past in a primary, I don't know that they're like I don't know that Crystal's going to go out of her way to help Mitch, but she could sit it out, right? And that's damaging. Yeah, I mean that's that's bad, um, you know. And so you know, it'll be it, now. I did. I know that. April sent her staff at least one day out to Cheektowaga to uh, carry literature for the Cheektowaga Democrats. Um, I mean, that's a it shows that she, she's paying attention. Like she knows that something's going on, um, and it wasn't just to carry Tim Meyer's literature. All right. um, <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, you know, it, it, that's tough. But also, like, if you once you get those two people, like I said, with like you know the congressional, and, and if there's an open primary. Once you get those two people involved, it really opens up the lanes for a lot of other people. Now, it, Zanetta and Leah probably can't run because they, again, it's kind of unseemly to just win and, and run. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, you know, who, who, who are they? I don't, I, 
I don't know that Tim Myers wants to get involved with his chairwoman, but like he could. Now, now listen, as your South Buffalo correspondent here, I just want to I just want to say it is not outside the realm of possibility that the powers that be on, you know, Abbott Road have made some kind of Faustian bargain to ensure that Mitch Nowakowski would move to the state Senate seat so as to clear the way for Chris Scanlon well, sure, that, yeah, to I mean, be your council president. I, I would say, in, fa- in fact, the, the leading candidates for candidate for Tim Kennedy's seat is whoever can't be elected council president. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there, Jeff. Like, you know, one of those two is probably going to be council president. I mean, I know that recently both Rashid and David Rivera said, like, you know, like, oh, why can't I be council president? But, like, that's not happening. Um, like, it's, it's, you know, either Scanlon or Norikowski. Uh, and, yeah, whoever doesn't end up being council president, um, it looks like they're probably the lead candidate for that state senate seat. And, and South Buffalo, you know. And, and, and both of them, despite having no primary for Scanlon and, and nominal primary for Norikowski, uh, and no general election, fundraised the entire year this year. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they they all had an idea what was coming. You know, and and you know, with the the way the district uh, is run, even though Monica Wallace represents Cheektowaga, she lives in Lancaster, so she can't run in that that mm. uh, state senate seat. Um, and I do, you know, let's 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 come back to Monica in, in a couple minutes though, because I, I do want to talk about her seat. Well, we certainly will return back to Monica Wallace, but. South Buffalo, Jonesing for a mayor. You know, I, I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. Byron Brown was not enough to, uh, you know, just get that red blood. They they want they want more meat. They want more red meat than just Byron Brown's uh, victory over Indy Walton. I think South Buffalo wants uh, Chris Gamble. Uh, also, speaking of South Buffalo, if the mayor ran a primary against Tim Kennedy for Congress, all those votes he got in South Buffalo for the mayor's race <laughs> would instantly fucking disappear. <laughs> That's right. They wouldn't disappear. They would. They would be dropped right in Tim Kennedy's lap. <laughs> you know, they would. They would come out double. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah for sure. I think Scanlon wants to be. It seems as if Scanlon wants to be mayor. And, yeah, it, uh, it does seem that Scanlon wants. To be, and I think he thinks that. And the Tim, and it also seems Tim Kennedy no longer wants to be mayor. Right. And hasn't wanted to be for a while because. It's kind of a booby prize. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, I think Scanlon kind of has a view like council president is probably a better line to becoming mayor. But if he has to be go to Albany for a while, that's not the worst thing that happens to him. Yeah. I think that's his thinking. Well, I'm excited for the city of Buffalo to have their dumbest mayor yet. So congrats <laughs> in advance to Chris Scanlon, <laughs> the dumbest fucking mayor we'll ever have. And I would say that to his face. Yeah. Um, but yes. So, we, uh, you know, yeah, well, there, there's a lot to come here. A lot of dominoes and a lot of chips to fall. Uh, Jim, talk to us about Monica Wallace, though. Well, so this gets back to our election recap is that you know, noticing some of the things that happened. Right, Jeff, is that, you know, Amherst, Tonawanda, the old Republican strongholds are not, to say the least, now. Right. You know, like, you know, uh, uh, it, there are very few people besides, like, you know, Brian Culpa and Karen McMahon, who had a happier Tuesday night outside of the county executives team because they saw the way Amherst went. Even Chris Green in the 6th District, where he represents like East Amherst, Clarence, and Newstead, he won handily, but not as easily as you would expect for a Republican who represents Clarence, Newstead, and fucking East Amherst. Like, you know, you know his opponent, who they put like no effort into, ended up pulling like 30, 30 35% of the vote or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, because like... 
all of Amherst is blue now. And so that yeah, if, if you're Karen McMahon, like like you're like Scrooge McDuck dumb, uh, swimming through the money bank, like you're, you, it's so exciting. And you know, with Hamburg turning against you know even a even not just the Democratic Party, but even a Hoke in particular, that weakens a Randy Hoke in four years running for county executive. Whereas Brian Culpa in Amherst looks amazing now, right? Um, Much better. But then you have converse to that, like. You have West Seneca going very red. And if I'm somebody whose name rhym- rhymes with, you know, like Matt Merck, I'm a little concerned about West Seneca. <laughs> and, you know, Cheek to Waga, you know, one of the reasons why Monica Wallace has been able to be successful, like continue to win this election despite having very red Lancaster in her district, um, and with the redistricting picked up some of Lovejoy, which should help, is so she had Cheek to Waga. Well, I mean, Cheek to Waga, I don't know, Jeff, it's looking pretty purple lately. It is, and you know that it could be that this year was just a confluence of of things bad for Democrats, like like the the immigrants issue, and right. and then and then that goddamn Confederate flag right. that nearly got <laughs> yeah, but, Brian but, Noack kicked out of but, but, off the but, town board. But next year's a presidential election. Yeah, you know, I mean, and a lot of people had to learn the difference between censor and censure. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for that. Um, uh, but you know, next year's a presidential election, and you know if. If, say, Trump's on the ballot again and Chick has gone for Trump one time in the past and he motivates people. And, you know, Monica has had close elections the last couple of cycles against garbage monster Frank Smearcheck. Yeah. So, like, if the if the Republican Party puts up an actual candidate against her, you know, and I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times. I don't know that he's in it, but, like, if it's Frank Todaro out of the county ledge who has a ton of money, he is relative, like, the... The old school Republicans, uh, you know, who aren't the as crazily MAGA, are okay with him. The MAGAs love him as well. Right. Uh, I mean, he he unifies the, the republic the Republican Party that is splintered in Erie County can unify around somebody like Frank Todaro. Uh, and he takes money and gives money to both like you know they're more whatever constitutes a centrist Republican nowadays, but he also gets money and gives money to like the 1791 Society. Um, and, you know, the New York State Republic, like, Republican Committee would love to run Frank Todaro for that assembly seat. Yeah. And, and, the, the, and that also then trickles down back to Pat Burke because, you know, you know we've talked about, like, you know, he hasn't raised as much money as you would hope for his district, uh, for his campaign. Um, and if Dak has to spend all their money trying to save Monica Wallace, that is not much money to help to give to Pat Burke, who has... Very Republican, suddenly very Republican West Seneca in his district. Right, right, right. And, yeah, who, I mean, and who has kept the target on his back by not being able to raise money or... or right, getting, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, among other issues. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, an ethics investigation where he's not allowed to caucus with the Democrats doesn't help him in Albany either. Right. Whoops. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, and, and look, if the Democrats lose those two seats in the Assembly, the Republicans also need, like, a million other seats to take over the Assembly. It's not, that's not going to happen. But it does, you know, weaken the the local Democratic Party, and it, it and it influences like you know talking about like building a base of people to run for something in the future. I mean, all right, you ba- then you can eliminate those two people from ever running for county executive, basically. Yeah, get them the fuck out of here, right? Like, yeah. why? Yeah, no, I mean, we are in a we are in a very altered political landscape. One that I think you could have maybe precipitated, but uh, really, like. Brian Higgins again. This all the pieces matter on the chessboard, right? And you take Brian Higgins out, Tim Kennedy slots in, but 
a lot of moving parts here. And and I think you're right because we we talked about we we didn't get too much into you know the Lancasters or the West Senecas, um, those turning decidedly red are now yeah, maybe even more of a, a more important than the actual results of some of these races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean for the long term, right? I mean Lancaster's so red that the Democrats didn't even run anybody this year, just like pass. Yeah, um, yep, and clearly not the Republicans didn't run a very popular candidate for supervisor in Lancaster and Bob Leary because. Last I checked, he had like like seven percent of the votes were like write-ins or like blank and scattering. Is that that high? Yeah, for, I mean, for an unopposed race, that is very like, for somebody who's running for their first term, like nobody knows who he is. That is very fucking high. That like the people in Lancaster are basically like, please anybody but Bob Leary, right? And somehow like he's gonna be their supervisor for the next four years. Yeah, I mean, and 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 our and our uh, uh, Lancaster correspondent, aside from you, Jim, yeah. but Gavin drinks Hayburner on right. our Discord. Um, we've heard a lot about how Bob Leary is just a a petty fucking tyrant of that yeah. town. Yeah, and yet yeah, there he is, just like you know, tap dancing back into his seat. So, oh, no, I mean or, a, a promotion or a promotion. I mean, I'm he sorry, went, he went. He went from a council member. He'll be supervisor starting. Or, I'm sorry, in January. Yeah, um, and so yeah, I mean, and you know, and like I said. West Seneca is a huge concern, or should be a huge concern, that it's, it's gone so decidedly red. I mean, not even close, really. Uh, the supervisor's race was not nearly as close as you would think it would be. I mean, this is where Paul Clark was supervisor for like 20 fucking years. Right. Um, you know, uh, you know, Hamburg, yeah, or, you know, Randy pulled it out two years ago, and they looked like they were doing well. But, you know, like if I'm, you know, Terry McKinnon, like this was not a great Great year for me. I, I probably wouldn't have been very excited at headquarters. No, probably not. And and again, it may be in Hamburg that it, it may be that there are particular circumstances that people are tired of hoax. Like, that, that, I mean, that, that could be. I mean, because, you know, I, I know Gilmore's county ledge district got redistricted and it's more friendly to him, but he beat the shit out of Patera. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah, me, that, that I expected to be. I mean, this is a race that Gilmore won by a, a couple hundred votes in yeah. the last cycle. And it was like seventy five twenty five, just absolutely beat the shit out of Jimmy Patera. Yeah, um, you know, so I mean that that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I know when we talked with Randy last, like that, uh, you know, the people who are running for, uh, you know, council and and county ledge have already threatened to run against him for supervisor in two years. I mean, I guess I guess we'll see what happens. We didn't, when we talked about the dominoes, we, we didn't even talk about like you know if you know Scanlon or. Uh, Nowakowski move up to state senate, um, who becomes council member after that. Yeah. And you know, you know, Higgins we know is now definitely leaving, but I don't know. It seems pretty likely the mayor's leaving too. And so whoever's council president moves up to mayor, right. and then yeah. you know, so like realistically, we're looking at like next year, fairly likely that both South District and Fillmore are going to need new council members. Yeah, and but if the mayor leaves. And all these other dominoes have fallen, and and people have you know gotten on the merry go. The, what happens to the patronage merry go round? A lot of people are going to be like, "Whoa, I need to find a job." Yeah, <laughs> you but, know? and the other thing like that we're not not talking about is a that lot you know, of staff. It is as far as like moving on is, you know, look, how long can Crystal hang on? I mean, she's what over seventy now. Yeah, it's. I mean, the the word has been that that. That this is the last term, that right? She just wanted to to <laughs> that she just wanted to see the cannabis deal rolled right. out successfully. So maybe she's got another couple terms in her, <laughs> right? <know>? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, 
I mean, she's I mean, not quite I mean, I mean, I mean she yet. is as long as she wants it, nobody is ever going to actually challenge her. No. I mean, nobody real. Right. There's, there's going to be a lot of tectonic shifts uh, coming out. And back to your point about the patronage uh, positions, by the way, Jeff, that was one of the reasons that uh, a lot of people kind of upended India Walton's nomination um, for, you know, for, for the mayoral races because there was concerns about patronage. There needs to be a clear line of delineation about who is going to take over and who's going to keep the pipeline of patronage. Because well, I mean, and that's why I think like if most of the people in South Buffalo had their druthers, they would f- prefer Chris Scanlon with the mayor pipeline as opposed to the state senate pipeline because a lot of those patronage positions are in South Buffalo. I think that's why the, you know that we saw the mayor do so yeah, well. Yeah, and it's yes. sort of steady as she goes, right. With Scanlon, that you know, there's not going to be a huge amount of turnover except in like the executive chamber, you know? right? So. Um, but uh, which will be interesting to see right. who he brings in. Um, should, that, <laughs> should that happen? But uh, <laughs> just Doc Sullivan's on a Saturday night. Right, you want like, a job right, in the there's, mayor's there's, office? There's, there's only so many Sullys that can work at City Hall. Oh my God, fucking kill me. <laughs> this is like my worst nightmare. Not just because I've been fired by the guy in my life, right. but just because the, I think he's a moron. The, 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 they'll hold a raffle at the Blackthorn to see who's the new chief innovative officer, <laughs> innovation officer for the city. <laughs> Like I might have to move. I might have to move on the city of Buffalo. Maybe they'll do it like uh, like uh, Mardi Gras, where like instead of like a baby in the king cake, they'll put one in like uh, (laughs) your shepherd's pie, and if you get it, yeah, you get to be the new commissioner of police. Oh God! Jesus. Oh. By the way, if he does that, I want credit. Like, uh, (laughs) I I I missed this in the election recap, but I want to go back to it real quick. Uh, You know, the the common council. You know, obviously. The elections were basically uncontested, but it wasn't so easy in Lovejoy. Weird, right? I mean, you know, uh, Brian Bowman, he ended up giving up like almost 30% to his opponent in a race where you're like, hey, this should be pretty easy. I don't, I mean, I got, I mean, I don't know. If I'm Brian Bowman, I'm not very happy with it. Like, just like Chris Green in the county ledge isn't happy that he, uh, he almost had a close race because of East Amherst. Luckily, you know, as as usual for all of us, Amherst or uh, Clarence and Newstead saved the day. Uh, it must be all that Crayer eggs coming through and voting for Chris Green. Yeah. Um, if I'm Brian Bowman, and also like down the line, Monica Wallace, who you know picked up some of Lovejoy to make her life easier, and you know in what's a relatively uncontested election, the Republican conservative candidate takes almost thirty percent against Brian Bowman. That's not great for Brian Bowman. No, and it's probably not great for Brian Bowman. It probably doesn't affect Monica Wallace because it's probably not. It's not like Lovejoy's turning into a powerhouse. No. Of, of, of Republican votes. But no, but I mean, but like, but, you know, she. I mean, if she, if she, because those were Democrats, right, well, voting that, for <laughs> against Brian Bowman. Right. Well, that, that's the thing is, yeah, it's. I mean, it goes back to like you know, Uden didn't have the the best campaign in the primary. No, his for money was a mess, but he had some. Right. And he didn't know what he was doing, although he got some advice yeah. from people who do. But it, it was a mess. But he still manifested all these votes yeah. that, uh, I mean, he didn't even he didn't come close. But the votes that he brought were new votes mm-hmm. in a district that doesn't, like, you know, if it was a thousand people vote in the primary, right. that's a good year. Right. And so, like, and he had, I don't remember, it was like, he did pretty well considering. And so I, th- I think, uh, considering how disorganized his campaign was, I think Bowman's got to be thinking, 
Whoa. Right. I mean, I could, yeah. I could face a primary. Right. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, and if anybody from would, an actual Democrat, from an actual Democrat, um, who's at any kind of community ties or has any kind of strength there, could or, or you know, it's going to be a committee year next year. Somebody who starts running committee seats and starts causing problems, like you know, you know, you know, Bowman was helped out, but he got the endorsement. If he ended up in a situation like Ellicott was this year, where there was no endorsement because the committee was so split, yeah. Or worse for him than that is loses the endorsement to somebody else. I mean, look, that that district for so long was Rich Fontana's district, right? right? Brian Bowman being a Rich Fontana staffer just kind of seamlessly took it over. We have not seen any real contesting of that district in a very long time. But but also, you know, like, look, when you think about Not it, to say that it can't happen, and in fact, I think it will. It's just that we've all become accustomed to that Lovejoy is, you know, there's a pipeline. Right, but, but like, you know, Lovejoy is one of those council districts that is overlooked a lot in the uh, traditional powers of, at the larger level for the, the Democrats in, in Erie County, right? You know, South, obviously extremely influential. Uh, the east side, mostly Maston Ellicott, not so much the university people, but Maston Ellicott with grassroots and unity, extremely influential. Uh, Niagara, uh, between you know the Riveras and your Sean Ryans and you know Maria White's, pretty influential. Uh, Delaware District, while they don't hold like you know the Farallettos, Lacerdo families, and that type of stuff, don't they have a lot of money? So like nobody's going to bother them. But you know, University, Lovejoy. Uh, North, like Black Rock Riverside area, are those are those areas that are tenly like they vote reliably Democrat, like ECDC counts on them voting Democrat, but um, you know they don't really get anything, and you know you're going. I think you could potentially start to see problems in those districts, and I you know I think Brian Bowman's starting to see that where you know e- like they're not given leadership, they're not given like any like they're like oh you guys also exist like you know like you're my least favorite child. Basically, is what's going on in those districts. Because um, even like even Fillmore, we're talking about Mitch Nowakowski, you know, running for state s- senate. You know, David Franzak, and you know, and you know, how many different judges named Franzak coming out of the, Fillmore, right? You know, right. you know, so like you know, those districts get things. They they've been they they've been rewarded. Lovejoy, I mean, yeah, Rich Fontana was councilman for a while, and then he get to go to the state DOT. But like, how many people out of Lovejoy are getting rewarded for being good Democrats? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, and like, you know, like, but, and, and eventually people are going to notice and go like, well, like, you know, why should we just keep voting for the Rich Fontana guy in Lovejoy? Maybe one of us could do better. Right. Well, you know, we we we've talked a, a lot about uh, the political stuff here, Snake, mm-hmm. but well, let's talk about something of real consequence, shall we? Yes. This one's actually for you, Diamond Jim. All right. Uh, this week in the Buffalo News, it was reported that. The number of students disciplined for vaping in Buffalo down more than 50%. What are you going to do with this performance cigarette market? Well, that's why the vaping's down. Cigarette sales through the fucking roof. <laughs> to high. the moon. Sky high. Yeah. Sky uh, high. Uh, it's, uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know what? And, so Because the new formula has 15 grams of protein per cigarette, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. And a lot of St. John's wort. <laughs> and... Uh, so I mean, it's just it's just all around great. Um, you know, I have special cigarettes for some kids where, like, I you know I dip them. I have a mortar and pestle. Where I'm grinding a well butrin the entire time. <laughs> you oh. have special cigarettes. You give away to children? No, no, I sell them. Oh. I don't <laughs> give them. Give what, away. What, what, what am I, Gandhi? <laughs> no, this Are is, you a DSA member? <laughs> 
Well, th- doesn't the Wellbutrin cancel out the addictive properties of the nicotine? Uh, they don't notice. <laughs> and by that time, I already got their money. I'm like, I'm like Lyle Hanley selling a monorail to Springfield. Oh, okay. You know, you know. I heard a fun rumor that um, J- Josh Allen's performance this year has been one to one tied with the fact that ADHD meds, certain ADHD meds, are are not available. So Josh might not be getting his meds. This is pure rumor. Uh, I, and this I, maybe I'm just is making there, it up. Are you are you starting the rumor? Uh, maybe here I right am. Yeah. Maybe wow. I am. Who's to say? But so you're it, saying there might be a market on the bills. For performance. For Jim's yeah, performance. For, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll just be out there in Big Tree. <laughs> right. So but, it'll be me next to Terry Bagula with his sign, help a fellow American down on his luck that saves <laughs> cost too much. And I'll be out there with my mortar standing, and pestle. Standing on a podium saying, step uh, right up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Diamond Jim and Sons Whatever performance cigarettes. <laughs> Well, uh, Jeff Kelly, thank you for joining us, and uh, you will be joining us in not even a month at yes. our Christmas show. Yeah. We, we will be playing a game together, and, and we maybe perhaps have a lot of fodder for this <laughs> segment of the evening, mm-hmm. which is uh, affectionately titled Re or Republican. So may, maybe I, I showed my hand a little today, who's ah, to say, yeah. you know? Well, I I, I, dished on, I I dunked on the DSA, India Walton, <laughs> Nate McMurray, um, yeah, Chris you're Gamlin. You're the game. I'm not going to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I don't know who you are <laughs> anymore. Oof. You know, I, I, I don't even have know to who. do hours of research. Right. It's also, starting rumors about Bills players. Is it Rhea or Chrissy Casilio? <laughs> <laughs> But you will be joining us at our Christmas show, which is when, Jim? Uh, it is Friday, December 8th, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Armory Restaurant on Connecticut Street. As I keep stressing to everybody, it is cash only there, and they do not have an ATM on site. But you can Venmo me double the amount of cash per cash I'm going to give you Yeah, if you really need it. Right, uh, Or we could do prison rules and trade cigarettes for drinks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's at 7 to 10. Uh, we're going to do 7 to 8 like we did last year. Uh, we'll mingle. We'll have some food there. Uh, we can have some drinks. From 8 to like 8.45, we're going to have a band play. Uh, we'll have the band play first this time. Uh, get them off stage. And then at 9, we're going to do a live show. We'll do a quick news of the week. Our friend Dr. Jason Knight is going to join us to bitch about the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a guest. Uh, it's, you know, in pencil, uh, State Senator Sean Ryan. We'll play rear Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how well Jeff knows Re, and then uh, we're gonna have Mary Schaefer from Westside Community Services because Westside Community Services is the nonprofit we're benefiting this year with the proceeds. Uh, tickets are on Eventbrite. It's forty dollars a ticket, uh, which is less than last year, and also different than last year. Your forty dollars covers your ticket fee, like your associated fees with Eventbrite. Uh, nice. Are there a limited amount of tickets for the event? There are a limited amount of tickets for the event because okay. the Armory Restaurant. Just only hold so many people. Right. Uh, it also different. Like, well, uh, I want to call it DBGBs, but it's, that's not what it's called anymore. Days Park, uh, Days Days Park, Park. Tavern. Uh, they closed off for a private event. Although anybody else could have showed up because they have a lot more room. Um, Armory Restaurant is normally they normally close at five p.m., so it's going to be open just for us. Also, that means that like when we the shows and over at ten. We got to be out of there by like five after ten. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great venue though. Yeah, I love a, that place. Yeah, I, I I love the Army Restaurant. Uh, I think it's great. Um, so like you know, it it should be a really good time. Um, I told you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> whether you want to see that happen is up to you. Yeah. But, you know, 
You should. For people who don't like surprises, mm-hmm. come to the Christmas party. Right. And, and maybe we'll see if we can find a surprise or two to throw yeah, in there. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Figure something. Not some surprise here or there. But. All right. Well, thanks again, Jeff. And thanks again to the listeners. And. With Let's Go Pills, I wanted to make a beer that was similar to the beers I grew up drinking in in the tailgate. And I wanted a clear American lager that was crisp and and just really sharp. It it takes the classic American lager and and we we showcase craft ingredients made by locals, made by fans, uh, to be shared by fans. Bring community to all that you do and good things happen.